This week on Moms Moving On. So when I started on radio and when I started on television, I started with divorce because it marks for me my new beginning, my new chapter. And not everybody is excited about you moving on to live your best life. COVID requires us to be nimble and flexible. One of the biggest things that people can do in divorce, I would say, is to check the ego and to do the healing, do the work. Do what you gotta do for right now. We can't what if the future and nobody could have what if COVID. Of course not, or 2020. Things change and you never know what tomorrow may bring. And again, it's about being, it's about being flexible. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. Can you believe how close we're getting to the end of 2020? I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but either way, this was the year of COVID. There is no doubt. And that's why I am so excited to have today's guest on. Um, I found her somehow and my assistant and I were watching an interview she did and we're like, she's amazing. We need to get her on this show. Her name is Dana Michelle. She's a TV host and also an attorney who has a personal background in dealing with divorce. She's fantastic. I can't wait for you to learn about her. And she's bringing some really great knowledge to the table today. Thank you, Dana, for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm thrilled to be here and joining you for this episode. I'm, I'm really excited. Can you give our listeners like the all about Dana introduction? Sure. I, uh, my name is Dana. I um, am based out of Chicago, which is where I'm from. I'm an attorney by trade, and I got divorced in 2015. Uh, I started a podcast in 2017, not thinking much would come out of it, but I had a creative space that I wanted to talk about. Um, I was interviewed on a previous podcast of a friend of mine, and I just talked about, it was about my divorce, and I was talking about how divorce can be a beginning yes. and a new chapter for you. Uh, people often grieve divorce, and that's a normal part of the process. But I hope, and, and my, my message, among others, is to hopefully reach people and have them see that divorce can be a beginning of the rest of your life, a new chapter. Uh, you may thought you may have thought obviously nobody marries to get divorced, but you may have thought that that person um, was going to be your forever person. But maybe there's someone else out there who's meant to be with you forever, and you'll never meet them. You know, if you don't go through that process. For me, there's hope and excitement about the future uh, that I didn't have when my marriage ended. I was married for seven years. I've got two kids, um, a boy and a girl. My son is 11. My daughter is nine. And this has all been a new, a new thing for us. These past five years have been incredible. Uh, I started the podcast and in 2018, uh, my podcast got picked up for television. I'm on Naperville Community Television, NCTV17. So cool. Uh, .com. And, and it, just kind of went off from there. And every first episode, so when I started on radio and when I started on television, I started with divorce because it marks for me my new beginning, my new chapter. Uh, and not everybody is excited about you moving on to live your best life. But, well, you know it. Um, 
Exactly. And so it has not been easy. Um, there are certainly challenges to all of this, but it's about putting one foot in front of the other. And really for me, it's been about finding my purpose and doing what I'm doing. And so we are in our second year of television and we're very excited about everything that we've got going on. Uh, so we're just having a good time. Well, I love that you have turned your lemons into lemonade, which is basically my life's purpose and everything I'm preaching about yeah. my website and in my communities. But that notion of divorce being an opportunity, that's really an, a grown woman stance on circumstance, really. Like you, you can sit and cry about the marriage that ended, or you can celebrate all of the unknowns of the future that you have yet to experience. And that's very much why I was drawn to you because you have that attitude and you're the living embodiment of that. But I really, I, you know, I want to talk about divorce in COVID, right? You, you did a segment for better or worse um, on COVID divorce. And I'd love to dive into that because there are so many women reaching out to me in the last few months who are new to the divorce game. So they're not only navigating divorce, they're navigating a pandemic and starting to co-parent in a divorce. I'd love your take on all of that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I, I think it was a great episode because of the people who joined me for the conversation. I had a family law attorney. Um, she's actually my attorney um, who works with me uh, post-decree. Um, I think you should always retain somebody or keep somebody close because you just never know when a situation will present itself and you want to be able to pick up that phone. Um, but I had two women. I started off with two women who are friends of mine who have both navigated divorce. And what was important about them was one was a breadwinner. She was the primary earner in her home. Um, and the other one, <clears throat> excuse me, was a stay-at-home mom. Because I think those are two different narratives that are incredibly important because both of them got divorced. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't, make, that doesn't mean it was necessarily easy, but they made it. And when you're on the other side, people are so much happier for that. It's about your peace of mind. It's about your light. It's about... You can't be your best you when you are weighed down in, in tension, toxic, bad energy. For me, and then that's why I think, because people talk about you know, my, my show and, and how so many things have grown. I'm able to flourish now because I'm not stressed. Right. I mean, I'm, no, this, this whole parenting homeschool thing is very stressful. Huh. But, but being free of a toxic relationship was way, you know, has, had weighed me down. And you're able just to walk into your purpose and to do so many different things. COVID requires us to be nimble and flexible. One of the biggest things that people can do in divorce, I would say, is to check the ego and to do the healing, do the work that, that, that is required. Um, divorce is a different ball game, and people don't realize that. Sometimes people still have marital expectations of divorce. One of the things that I learned and, and what, what, which was difficult at first, but I'm, but I've gotten used to it is, you know, your kids are going to be gone when they're gone. And when they're gone, you have no idea, you know, where they're with, where they are, who they're with, what's going on. And you just hope and pray that they are safe. You know, you have to trust your ex spouse. Um, it's a different conversation if you don't trust them, but at least, you know, at least to keep your kids safe. You know, at a minimum, I trust my ex-husband to, to do those things. And I'm never worried about their safety when they're with him. And so I have to just trust, you know, that process. You know, he's, he's remarried, which is great. Um, he's got a new child, which is fantastic. I'm happy for him. 
And I think, you know, people have to let go because I think a lot of times people try to hold on mm-hmm. and you, you want your ex to move on and be happy because you don't want them to be uh, focused on you and, and, and trying to control you. Um, I think it's best when everybody moves on and everybody's happy. Um, I've moved on and I'm in a good relationship, a healthy relationship um, that suits me. Um, he's got two kids. I've got two kids. The kids get along great, which is nice. Um, and so that's what's important is the letting go, letting checking the ego at the door and, and really uh, being okay with everybody, everybody moving on. Because yeah. when you do that, you open up your universe to all of those possibilities. I know a lot of women who, um, and I talk mostly to women in this space, who are, who are trying to date or who are, who are single um, and divorced, and they're still trying to keep ties to their ex. Yeah. Social media doesn't do anybody any favors in that regard because there's this whole wave of like, be best friends with your ex-spouse and good co-parenting is friendship. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to quiet that noise. It's not the truth. Yeah. You've spent part of your life with someone. You need to spend the next immediate part of your life being without someone. Learn to form new bonds because when I call those toxic ties, when you are still connected to your, you want to be connected to your ex in ways that aren't really appropriate for either of you moving on. I haven't seen many successful couples uh, moving on with toxic ties because things get convoluted. People have different agendas. Um, I want to be your friend, but I actually really just want to control. I want to be in your business. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know who you're, who's that? What's going on? Right. Um, you can't do the work and you can't heal that way. And you know, if you really, if, this is so timely for so many of us right now. It, it's true. Yeah. You've got to do the work. You've got to separate. You've got to find ways to disconnect um, so that you can move on and be whole. What, if it's what you want for your life, you need to afford that to your ex, for example. Let him go. Let her go. Because then you can have um, a healthy relationship, not for yourself, but for your kids. There's some people who don't post divorce, you know, until their kids get older. I'm of the opinion that it's good to model healthy behavior. You know, I want my mom to see, for example, um, her being treated well. Uh, I want my, excuse me, I want my kids to see their mom being treated well, being, being loved um, and, and examples of what that looks like. My daughter models my behavior. My son learns how to treat women mm-hmm. uh, and know that and in that space. So I want to model those things. And that's why for me, uh, I seek to date and I seek to model that behavior. I don't hide those things from my children uh, because I want them to experience that. I want them to experience healthy love and being a part of that, even if it's not their biological parents who are together. You know, I hope my ex and his wife model the same thing um, and, and demonstrate that for my kids so that they can see that. Cause I think that's important. It's really important. And I think, you know, there's, I get, I, I get so much hate on my Instagram. There's always, there's lots of love, but there's always going to be the person who's like, well, you should have stayed together for the kids. And to yeah. that person, I ask, if you didn't have a child and this man was treating you horribly or making you feel like you couldn't breathe <laughs> because of all the anxiety he was bringing into your life, you wouldn't stay with him for you. Why would you right. do that for your children and assume that that's healthy? And there is nothing better than showing children that love can come from so many other places, right? Like 
there can be strong emotional connections with people way outside the marriage because that's what feels good and and that's what they need to see in order to have their own views on love and relationships. I love that you bring that up. Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first, a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events, documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. One of the things that I was afraid of um, when I was getting divorced was that I wouldn't be able to create a happy home for my children. On my own. And, and I think a lot of parents and women, you know, feel that way uh, in divorce. And for me, it was important once that, once I got divorced, my home was very happy. My kids were very happy. We were happy because we had peace. And uh, so, so you can do it. And I want people to be encouraged by that, right? Your home is what you make it. Um, I'm, I consider myself, my ex might disagree, but I consider myself to be more of the fun parent uh, the one who likes to sing and dance and we play games and we do a lot of things around the house. Uh, I'm the social one, you know, so we have a lot of friends and we do a lot of play dates, not now, but, uh, we were just very well connected in our community and with our friends. Um, and that, that was me. That, that, that's what I contributed. Um, and that's how I'm raising my kids. That's what they're exposed to. And so that's important because I think people need to know that you can create your own traditions, um, your family dynamic the way you want to. Kids are very perceptive. So they see when there is toxicity going on. They see parents fighting. They see parents not getting along. They feel the tension. And you're modeling that behavior. Um, anytime a, a parent is disrespected in front of children, kids see that. Mm-hmm. Anytime a, a child um, witnesses abuse by two parents, they're seeing that. And they're processing that in their minds of how to treat, um, how to feel about themselves and how to treat others when it comes to love and relationships. 
I'm not an advocate for divorce. I think that if people uh, want to work it out, I say commit to doing the work because it's all, it's going to be work either way. It's going to be hard either way. Marriages are hard. They require work. Uh, divorces are tough too. And they also, you know, require work to be healthy. Moving on is hard. It's all hard, right? 2020 is hard, but you have to commit to doing the work that you want to invest in. So you decide your heart. Do you want to work the marriage out? Fine. That's great. But if you don't do the work um, to, to make sure that everybody moves on in healthy ways, that people can not only move on and heal, but move forward. Absolutely. Well, speaking of 2020, let's talk about the the different kind of hard that 2020 brought for co-parents. So I don't know what your co-parenting relationship was like before the pandemic. Um, I could say that mine wasn't the best just because, you know, one person feeling more feelings than the other, one Mm -hmm. person having moved on, the other hasn't. And then COVID happened. And for us, the first couple of months, it was the best we had gotten along in our entire co-parenting lives because we were on the same page. But that didn't last long because one of us started opening up more than the other. One of us didn't like losing that control. So I'm curious how the experience has been for you in COVID. (laughs) Well, my, my ex-husband and I are not, are not friends. Um, It's been a bit difficult at times. I have, I harbor no, you know, hard feelings. Um, I think there is a desire to control. Um, He's a narcissist. Oh, I know them. them. That's been, yeah. And so, you know, as, as my life has shifted in good ways, there's been more tension um, and and drama, if you will. So when the pandemic hit, my ex-husband and his wife, who was pregnant at the time, they actually left and went, I'm in Chicago, they went to Georgia. And they were supposed to come, I mean, he was supposed to pick them up for visitation. He, he's every other weekend and one day during the week, which is Wednesdays. And he was supposed to come um, that Wednesday and he didn't, he didn't show up. And so I was like, I mean, I, my kids weren't sitting on the stoop or anything, but I was like- Was that atypical for him? Yeah, he would always, he would always come for his time. Um, there were times before where he would, he would not, um, but he had been, we, we had been in court proceedings. So he knew that people were watching. And so it behooved him, um, to show up for visitation. And so he, that's what he was normally doing for his parenting time. Um, but when he, uh, uh, didn't show up then back in March, I was like, where are you? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Atlanta. And I was like, Great. That's awesome. So when are you coming back? He's like, I don't know when the pandemic ends. So he came back late May, early June to resume parenting time. And that was very difficult for my kids because um, they were dealing with a bunch of issues in that regard. One, um, a new baby on the way Two, um, feeling, you know, feelings of abandonment from, from their dad, you know, who just kind of bounced and didn't really say anything to them in advance. Um, in a way that that made them feel um, that they were comforted and cared for um, and all of that. So that was that was a bit of a challenge for them. Um, since then, you know, we just resumed our parenting schedule, uh, which is every other weekend and, and Wednesdays. Um, the COVID piece um, is is challenging because um, it's out there, right? And our households are connected through our children. You know, they go back and forth. 
Uh, and so I think some people have difficulty navigating that, uh, particularly when you have one parent that's an essential worker or who's out in the public a lot um, or who's around a lot of other people. Uh, that can be challenging. Uh, mm -hmm. And how you work that out, which I can understand, you know, being very difficult. My advice to people is, is really sit down. Again, all of this stuff is about, you know, you've got to check your ego um, and really think about what's in the best interest of, of the children. And, you know, people try to control through some of these things. And that's never, that's never a, a healthy route. When people, as, as everybody knows, when you try to control others, people will say sometimes, you know, oh, it's, I'm just worried about my kids or I'm concerned about my kids. When in reality, it's it's mechanisms of control, and and you see a lot of that now with COVID. So there are some people who are working it out. I think people should should keep in mind that divorce decrees are fluid, breathable documents. That's what we talked about on the episode. Um, so two adults can negotiate whatever they want to. You don't have to adhere strictly um, to what the document said or what your divorce decree says. Um, and, and really be pay attention to the social emotional needs of the children, right? If, if they're afraid of coronavirus, if they don't want to leave home, uh, you know, those are things that can be talked, talked through and, and arrangements can be made. Well, um, just, the, the key word there is for sure ego, because I know I've heard, well, I want, it's my night. I want my night. I want my night. And I'm like, but what is this about though? Because yeah. if it What's doesn't... What if yeah. it doesn't make sense, then, then who cares night, what night, how many, you know, and, and I try and explain this to clients that are in the process of divorcing and they're so worried about what the parenting plan says and how that's going to last forever. And I'm like, stop thinking about forever because it's a living, breathing document. Yes, it is hard work to change something on that parenting plan, but do what you got to do for right now. We can't what if the future and nobody could have what if COVID. Of course not, or 2020. Uh, you're, you're right about it being breathable. Um, things change. And you never know what tomorrow may bring. And again, it's about being, it's about being flexible. Do the cost-benefit analysis. You can't run into court for every little thing. Uh, it's about, you know, again, being flexible. Because there's going to, I always say, there's going to be times where I need my ex to step up in some ways. Um, or there may be times where he needs me to step. I mean, he left for two months. And so it's, which ended up being fine. You know, my, it, it was, it was good for my kids because um, there was less back and forth and uncertainty and they, they have become, you know, quite homebodied in this, in this pandemic. So I'm always thinking about, you know, how they feel about things and, and whether or not they feel good um, and if they feel safe and, and all of that, but people want to run those charges up and call lawyers, you know, he was 10 minutes late. It's like, you know, it's about, it's about being flexible. And I think people should try to, hopefully, I wish people would do this more is err on the side of being kinder, more considerate, more thoughtful, because it's just stressful for everybody. Yeah. The, so, word, the word I like to use is compassion and people yeah look at me with crossed eyes, like, you want me to be compassionate for my ex who yeah. cheated on me or for my ex who's a yeah. narcissist? And I say, yeah, because the more compassion you're able to give him, the example you're setting for your child, the more understanding you're putting around the situation, because we, we're all coming into this with two different perspectives and two different voices in our heads. And that's, that's and the key right there. 
That's true. You know, with narcissists, the key is to minimize contact mm-hmm. um, and engage as little as possible mm-hmm. uh, and don't respond. You know, the, the whole clown, like, you know, no emotion because that's what they're, they do things to pull, push your buttons. And they do that, you know, those are the types of people that will show up late um, or will make unrealistic demands. But God forbid or, you do it. God forbid you, say you what? I said, God forbid you do it to them. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My, how the tables turn. And so the key to that is to just not engage. Most narcissists aren't happy people. Um, aren't, at the end of the day, they're not truly happy people. They share traits of, of unhappiness and insecurity and ego. And that trifecta, you know, leads into actions that are not considerate, that are not kind, that are not thinking of anyone else but themselves. And so the best thing to do in those types of situations, I think, is just to, to not engage. But, but COVID in 2020 um, has just been an incredible year and pandemic of self-reflection. You know, you, your values have changed, right? What's really important um, on the flip side, I have seen people say, you know what, we are going to bend our rules because our kids are home now. So the school thing, they can be in school anywhere. Um, and I know different parts of the country and, and private schools and things have different uh, attendance, whether it's in person or not. But but people can work together. Um, they can try. Uh, and then if not, it's about just trying to keep the peace. Because again, you know, I'm always just an advocate of, of keeping the peace and, and everybody just moving forward. I love that. And, and that's, those are the words I preach every day. Dana, what advice would you give to the woman who is just now setting out on her divorce journey in 2020? Number one, pay attention to your finances. Know where the money is. I think that that's very important um, that you understand there is power in being financially secure. And I think that that's important. I out earn my ex. And I just say that because I'm I'm not dependent on him. And I live my life accordingly because there's freedom in that, which I think, which I find personally to be liberating. Uh, You're going to be okay. You're going to make it through. Um, Again, check the ego. I think that's so important. Build your support system. One of the first things I did, because my mother helps me with my children, um, I realized that my ex was not going to help me like he was as a husband. Uh, And so I started to build my network. And I always say to people, if you don't have it organically, build it strategically. Yeah. Don't have it organically. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. If you don't have it organically, build it strategically. And what I mean by that is that I didn't have enough childcare, friends, um, nannies, you know, et cetera. But just, you know, and so I connected with some, some young teenagers in my neighborhood um, who would help me. My girlfriends and I uh, would rotate. You know, the kids would come over to my house for a play date, you know, and vice versa. But expanding your tribe, your village is a priceless move um, because you don't feel one so alone Two, your family feels supported. It's not just you, but it's your kids too. And that uh, will pay off for you in spades. Um, and I think that that's just helpful for women who are navigating. Cause I think sometimes the, the inclination is to, to fold in and to fold inward and to, uh, 
you know, not want to, to share or talk. I think getting a therapist is very important because healing, you know, doing the work to heal. It takes two people to get married and it takes two people to get a divorce. Everybody has something that they could learn, learn those lessons and be honest with yourself, right? You know, do the healing to find out what you brought to that relationship that you want to work on and fix, because otherwise you're going to bring it to the next relationship. It's going to, it's going to come out in how you treat your kids or the next person that you date or your family. And no, you know, you, you don't want to be the scorned woman, right? Uh, You want to shine. And so you want to minimize, you know, the time where you are, are grieving, you know, your divorce. And so, and also just have fun, get back to you. Think about who you are, and uh, the road that, that you've been on and who you want to be, right? I, my advice is not to fall into your kids. I say a lot of times people make their children their spousal substitute, and I don't think that that's healthy. That, that again, is a toxic tie, right? My little man, you know, he's not your man. He's your son. Right. And so <laughs> treat, treat him accordingly, right? Yeah, my, yeah. my daughter is my best friend. No, she's not. She's your child. And I, I always tell my daughter, because she's a little sassy, I'm like, be nine. I got this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Just be nine. Just enjoy it. Because your childhood is so short, and these kids are exposed to so much, so fast, so soon, that I want them to just enjoy being kids for as long as they can. So explore the areas of life that you haven't, that you've put on hold. You know, for me, when I had kids, I hadn't seen a movie like in years, right? Um, and so being divorced, I mean, that's one of the things that we do. I mean, we don't do it as much, obviously going to the movies, but we watch movies uh, because that's one thing that we enjoy doing as a family. And, and you know, getting back to what you want to do, being a little selfish sometimes about what suits you. Um, but it's a whole journey of, of rediscovering yourself. Yes. And, and that's in ways in which you can enjoy the process you know, put yourself out there. Dating is a muscle. And I tell people, put yourself out there before you're even ready because it takes time. You know, you're going to go on your first date and you may sit in your car and cry. Right. Um, but then you go on the second date, you go on the next date. Um, and sometimes it's just about being open and, and you just never know who crosses your path That's right. um, and, and, and making sure. Go ahead. No, and being open. It all goes back to this being a new opportunity and a new journey. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Enjoy it because it can be so much fun and life giving. And that's what this is all about. Life is short. Um, Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And, you know, for me, it's about having the humility that I've been given this opportunity and I don't want to squander it. I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste time. Um, And that's why I think getting in, doing the healing work so then you can do the fun stuff. Um, and really start to live your life and enjoy and find that person that you're meant to be with. That's what it's all about. Well, that's the magic right there. Dana, I'm so glad we did this. Thank you for not only sharing helpful advice, but giving us a peek into your own personal journey. I think both of that makes this episode really special and you are fantastic. Where can our listeners find you? Thank you. Well, I am on Naperville Community Television. I've got two shows on there. One is Dana Being Dana. The other one is Finding Common Ground, which is a news-based community show. Uh, The website is NCTV, not to be confused with NC17, NCTV17, NCTV17, NapervilleCommunityTelevision.com. NC, excuse me, NC, um, NCTV17 or DanaBeingDana.com. You can follow me on Facebook, 
Dana Bean Dana or Instagram, which is the same name at Dana Bean Dana. I would love to see you all there. Yeah, we will, of course, include these handles. Um, I want to, I'm going to also share the link to the show I saw that you did that I love so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Implore you listeners to get to know Dana. She's fantastic and a wealth of knowledge. She's beautiful. She's, you could totally tell practices what she preaches. And I really like that about you, Dana. Thank, thank you so you. much. And to all of you listening, thank you for being here. Keep moving on. You know where to find me if you have any questions. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.